And welcome to the Two Medics podcast. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, mah.uk.com for medical accountancy needs and also to lifelinehealthcaregroup.co.uk for the best locum rates. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Irman Laska, I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Tushi Gunawardna, I'm a cardiology registrar, sub-specialising in intervention. And it's been a while since I've been back, isn't it? It's as if you lot have voted me out. You had voted no confidence in me last week and that was it. I was gone. I was booted off the show. <laughs> I know. What happened I mean, from were... your point of view, Trusha? Why was I not keep... on last week? <laughs> just, just, I'm not, I got you out of my dungeon. But people keep asking me, like, on the slide, oh, it's a few Oh really? Have they? Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, yeah, oh wow, yeah. they don't fair enough. You're on the slide because you know they. I think they secretly would side with me. But... It probably is. It's probably true. Yes. It explains <laughs> no. why I get no DMs or anything about anything ever. Anyway, which is not an invitation to do so. Please go keep messaging through you about everything and anything. <laughs> so have yeah. you decided to come out because of the whole Boris Johnson thing? And you're like, wow, I'm. I need to be involved in this. I don't. I think I want to spare the world of more monologues from you, mate. In truth, uh, I just thought we can't be doing that. We can't be doing that anymore. I think it's a terrible yeah. situation that we were <laughs> just playing yeah. around. But it was a fairly. I think it was very impressive what you managed to be able to talk to yourself for as long as you did. But no, yeah. What happened was I went to sleep, and then basically I think Rob has got this thing now where she will actually confiscate my phone if I'm going to oh. sleep because she feels I get too many messages, which is probably true. Get a lot yeah. of phone calls, and then she was meant to wake me up for the podcast. But you lock somehow <laughs> managed to communicate with one another and decide it best that I don't get woken up. And I literally, I got woken up maybe an hour after the podcast had happened. And she was like, okay, Imran, sorry, yeah, podcast <laughs> would happened. And I thought, what podcast? What are you talking about? I need to go do the podcast. And I was like, no, it happened like an hour ago. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Here we go again. Oops. So yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's been a That's not busy, bad. Man. At least you got to sleep, man. Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, yeah, working too hard as usual. That's pretty much what it is. Just too many scans to do in the world, mate. It's getting a bit. It's getting a bit much these days. But most importantly, you're okay. We're okay, and then here we are mm, today. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's all good. It's all good, man. No, no issues. Yeah, yeah. The OGs are back. And what a right. week it's been. Actually, it's right. been boring. No, it hasn't been a boring week. It's been a lot. Stuff's been happening. Yeah. Yeah, his yeah. love happens every week, but it happened this week too. But obviously mm. today, like Boris Johnson, so I was in clinic and I was getting mm. messages being like, Boris Johnson? And I'm like, everyone's like, so I was like this kind of party att- attitude. Oh, <laughs> he's gone. Everyone else has gone. Yeah. Like 50 MPs have resigned. And yeah. then it's, oh, but then Dominic Raab might take over. And they were like, oh God, could conceivably mm. be worse. Are we going to... The thing is, like, with Boris Johnson, the whole thing was just like unbelievable with everything that he, he was doing all the times he let's say he messed up like he, the number of times he messed up was unbelievable and the fact that he managed to stay in as a prime minister for this long is a feat but i also think that it does make me worry a little bit about the levels of acceptability that we have in our politicians moving forwards because at least back in the day they used to pretend to be honest they used to pretend yeah. to be sorry. They used to pretend to like, oh, all this stuff. But some of the excuses that were coming out were just so beyond, oh, I forgot. Okay. I didn't know the rules that I'm setting. Okay. And so now that kind of opens the doors for who's next and what can they get away with? And even if they didn't yeah. get away with as much, getting away with anything on that level is all, is too yeah. far. The think? funny thing is that the narrative's already started. I saw, so there was a kind of headline from mm. Max Hastings and the Times is like, at last, we can be a serious country again. Once Johnson goes, Britain must restore trust in politics, get to grips with the economy and build bridges with our allies. And it's, this is just, 
the narrative's already changing and it's like mm. almost comparing him to saying that he's an aberration. And then, so this Mick Wright has said, this is going to be the line. Johnson was an aberration and not a natural consequence of a rotten system. And it's, do people really expect that the kind of next kind of leaders from the Tory party or anyway is going to be any different? Mm. Not sure. The thing is, with this kind of thing, it's like before used to, people used to pretend or they used to be smart about hiding things. Like if they're, get, if they're getting kickbacks, if they were giving contracts to their mates and all the rest of it, it was... A little bit more subtle than that. You could just take a step back. My usual phrase, follow the money and you'll find out what's going on, what's really going on. With this guy, you didn't need to follow anything. He just told you. It was just so blindingly obvious. And then the excuses were so beyond ridiculous. And they just kept carrying on and carrying on. I didn't even know what to make of it. Exactly. Just literally, there is no barrier to what these kind of privileged, gint, waste mans. There's no <laughs> limits to where they can go just with bluster. People are like, oh, we've got nice hair. And he's funny. Okay, yeah, but look, loads of people have died and we've got this like, recession and it's awful. And you had this kind of malicious guy who was just like throwing parties and stuff. And it's not really what you need want from your leader like whilst this is happening. I saw a tweet from Zara Sultana who said, Nadim Zahawi, the new and I imagine short-lived chancellor, was paid 1.3 million for a second job and oil company while still being paid his MP salary. So just like Rishi Sunak, we're going to have a super rich chancellor who will be on the side of the super rich. And that's the guy who like, isn't he the guy who like wanted six grand just to heat his stables? He used to text me <laughs> yeah. for that. He claimed that. Yeah, amazing. exactly, exactly. And you know what? This is what I half jokingly say. Is that I know we, we all say that paying tax is good and all the rest of it. But then when you know where it's going, it's difficult to always say that this is the right thing to do. Because if they're going to be siphoning off into their pockets, into their friends' pockets, to make a duck house and heat their, heat their horse stables and all the rest of it, it's hardly going to the right places or the places of need. And this is why I kind of very distrustful of where this money goes when you do end up having to pay these guys i just find the whole thing very sad and when these things pop up you it's, it's best you it's best you believe you don't want to be, believe the worst case scenario but most of the time the worst case scenario is the truth and as much as try and pretend it isn't it's like when the whole thing about him boris uh, would call using taxpayers money to or no using donor money to actually what do up his living room you don't want to believe it but you, you probably should because that's probably what happened it's probably what happened and we should I don't know, just expect less these days, unfortunately. Yeah, talking about expectations, there was quite an unexpected TikTok that popped up. It did the rounds. Do you remember? It was from, I won't say the name. I don't want them to get hated on. But they were sharing a sentiment about, I'm going to say the phrase, I'm not a doctor for the money. I'm a doctor for the people. And they're pointing at the screen. And I found the pointing at the screen very uncomfortable. I found the whole video very uncomfortable to watch because they were clearly in quite what looked like a decent dish car. Looking at the account, <laughs> they seem to have quite a nice existence. And it's one of the situations where I was going to tweet this, but I decided against it because I couldn't be bothered with the grief. But I was going to say, people who say that it's not about the money are usually the ones who've got the money that or got yeah. money. That, that's the only way you can say stuff like that. Because if you're not bothered by money, then you're not affected by not having money. And so when someone like this is saying to you that I'm, a doc I'm not a doctor for the money, then it's because you've got money, you've got very you By definition, you've got a comfortable existence. You're not worried about mortgages, food, and all that kind of stuff. It's very comfortable for you that you're not worrying about the next bill. And, yet, and pointing to the screen as well, is that it felt like I was like the student being pointed at by the teacher. The way they were looking, they're looking at the screen. Like they've so got such an important thing right? to say. And even worse, it was like, in, even in the follow-up video, it wasn't, I find it even more powerful. Me as a consultant, 
don't think that I, I, I don't think it's the right time. So why should we take the brunt? Why do doctors have to take the brunt for the for the lack of the supposed lack of money out there? And then when there's mm. money that's needed for other things, all of a sudden there's money for other things. But oh no! But when it comes to the doctors, no, you, you guys can't get paid. You guys can't have a pay, uh, and what they say, pay don't restoration. There's a financial crisis. Yeah, 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 exactly. But so we've got to be the one to take the brunt. No one else. It's, it's terrible for doctors to take a pay rise. I've made, I made my feelings clear on, on money a few times. I think doctors are worth more than 30% pay rise. I think we deserve far yeah. more than that. I think we're being nice by saying 30%. Yeah. What's 30% I feel like I should do? point out. I Go feel on. like I should point out as a respiratory consultant. Not because I don't mm. like respiratory consultants. I just want to say that it's not always cardiology. And this time, it's just so refreshing <laughs> to see that it was somewhere else. It was like, oh, check, quick, check the specialty. Oh, thank God. Literally, whenever yeah, I see some true. doctor coming out with some breeze, I'm like, oh, please. Oh, thank God. All right. Okay. It's, infectious <laughs> it's not <laughs> like, cardiology. Great. Thank God. But did, yeah. did you see the yeah, apology God. video? What did you think of it? How did you rate it? Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great again, yeah. because I think, obviously, we're a bit seasoned in apologies now. I think we've had yeah. to make a few ourselves and through twitter and watching other people's apologies you start to know what a good apology is and a, po- a good mm. apology is where you apologize for what's happened don't say i apologize for the way you feel or anything like that you yeah. just apologize for what happened and yeah. don't explain yourself don't talk about yourself don't talk about your feelings it's not about you yeah it's about what you did and just move on and people are far more accepting if you just say look i'm sorry i got it wrong and that's it don't explain anything yeah. just move on so fortunately, this in this apology. So there, there are a few, there are a few positive things. Like they didn't say apologize for what you feel, mm-hmm. and they ref, yep, and you're supposed to acknowledge the hurt you've caused, which she does. But I think she lingers on that too much. She says, there's a lot of anger out there from junior doctors, and she said that a few times, I think. And it's a bit like, mm. oh, and because then it almost makes you think, or it creates this idea in your head that the only reason she's apologizing is because she's like afraid of the anger, which, mm. and then it distracts from the apology. And I think. She says, I've learned a lot and I've always supported and nurtured and it's nurtured junior doctors. And I'm like, I'm not sure if that's necessarily relevant to what you're, what's going on here. Like you focus, don't, don't be like, oh, this is my context. This is my backstory. Or I was drunk then when I said the thing or whatever. What we want to know mm. is what you understand is wrong about what you did and what is what about your behavior is going to change going forward and yeah i'm i think you're right Imran. maybe seven out of ten for the apology so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a minimizer of feelings per se but there is still some gaslighting in there so she lost it whole yeah for that. but there were some but, comments did you see people were like screen capping some of the comments afterwards and it, 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 there was a lot of chat about is damage to my reputation as I stop making about you. And if you're mm. saying you're standing up for junior doctors and you're saying you talk to junior doctors, and even in the video, she said, oh, look, when I talk to junior doctors, they're not happy. So have you ever asked yourself why they're not happy before yeah, you made absolutely. a video like that? Why they're not happy? If you're really talking to them and listen to them, why would you say something like that and point your finger at them or people absolutely like as if they're little yeah, children? Totally. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. But like you say, you, you do want to give someone the benefit of the doubt. They've gone out of their way to make an apology. Good for you. Yeah. Apology could be better, et cetera, et cetera. But fine. You've said sorry and didn't. It would have been worse if they put the heels in and all the rest of it. Because yeah. that's something we see, don't we, a lot, where people just, yeah. they've got it wrong. They've clearly got it wrong. And they continue. Now, speaking of getting it wrong and continuing, wasn't there something about the mess room that came up and someone oh my really gosh, that was dug me. their heels in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got yourself into a bit of a bit of a scuffle. What happened there, Thrusha? Yeah, it's so, something about the mess room. Yeah, it's something about the mess room. So I was on Junior Doctors Reddit, the subreddit Junior Doctors UK, and I saw a tweet about the mess, and it was a, pa- a person saying that they were expecting the there was a kind of that the management had threatened to get rid of the mess. 
And mm. oh, where is it? Let me find it. So it's our junior doctor's UK. Yeah, it says, we lost it. our doctor's mess. Today we were told after much deliberation, management is going to make the doctor's mess open to med- medically allied professionals and basically turn it into a clinical rest area. We were told that they have no obligation to provide us with exclusive space. Charter says a mess or common room isn't necessary, doesn't necessarily have to be exclusive for doctors. Involve the BMA, supportive seniors, multiple talks at meetings, but ultimately no matter at all our concerns it's been ruled with an iron fist and so i tweeted saying oh sad to see on medreddit a post about losing the doctor's mess i don't use my local one but wondered what people thought i also thought i should add because i thought i sounded a bit too like oh, i want to be balanced so i did say mm-hmm. i felt bad for them i feel like that there should be places to go for a break frequently in shared spaces people find it appropriate to interrupt breaks with quick or routine queries that could otherwise just wait and that was one point but there were lots and lots and lots of other really good points made in that thread and then there were some mm-hmm. really not good points yeah definitely because then you know it was almost predictable again you know that someone's going to say if we don't get a mess room no one should get a mess room or we should have a communal mess room for every single person and this is the thing it always feels if you ask for anything everyone else feels like you're taking away from them and yeah. that's not the case that's not what anyone's saying no one's saying that oh if the doctors want a pay rise no one else should get a pay rise the doctors want a mess room no one else should have their own communal area either that's not what anyone's saying it's just you're saying that this is the things that make things work and mess rooms are useful don't you think it is a very useful yeah. place to be able to sit down relax unwind and be able to sometimes you have very interesting and decent conversations and even referrals happen in the mess room but yeah i just don't understand why people of some of the medical profession just don't like the idea of doctors having their own thing so yeah. someone replied a clinical physicist i think and they said i honestly don't understand why this is a problem why do doctors get somewhere to rest and hang out and other members of hospital staff don't getting rid of this kind of elitist segregation and providing a rest area for all staff instead sounds great for me and the thing is that i have to say that days after this thread i think this person who'd replied was still getting buzzed with like angry replies and i thought at mm. a certain point, like that person either has got to have got the message or just is not worth like, engaging <laughs> with anyone. And I didn't yeah. want to be like, oh, maybe you should. I felt like maybe I should say, oh, stop interacting with this. Pe-. But I just don't know. Like, I felt like, oh, am I going to be the arbitrator of that? Especially because what I noticed was that I kept seeing kind of other subtweets and other kind of stuff from her about what was going on. It was a bit weird. Mm. I felt like there were lots of really made points there and she just didn't respond to any of them. She just ignored mm. them and just kept saying. She said that she did read them and they carried on with the same point. But yeah, the thing is, acknowledge like, them it... or counter them in any way. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I exactly. acknowledge what you're saying. You acknowledge it, but mm. I haven't listened to it. So I don't think that's the same. But then it's just the idea of elitism again and again. And we see this all the time. Like, I was literally thinking the other day, like, you know, imagine if I was back, at, back as an F1 or something and I'm sitting there and I'm about to finish the shift. I'm really knackered. And then someone comes up and goes, yeah, bed one needs their bedpan changed. Could you do that? And I'd be like, mate, I'm like, oh, are you too good for that job? Is that what you're saying? Like, no, no, mate, 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 I'm not too good for that. I'll, I'll go do that right now. And you go away, you do the bedpan, you come back. And then you're going about to leave. It's like, all right, I've got my... Oh, wait, bed four needs a coffee. Yeah, but I've got to say, no, but bed four needs a coffee. You're not, you're not above making a coffee. And you'd be like, no, 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 I'm not above making coffee. And you could just be there all night. That's what's happening because you don't want to come across elitist. But the point is, everyone's job is different. That's that. No one's saying anyone's job is better than the other. Everyone's job is different. You, oh, just go a log roll and all the rest of it. There are skills there that you may not have. There's no point in pretending to have them. And so when yeah. when this lady or this person was talking about elitism, and it just it feeds into this idea that doctors elitist, but that's not true. Yeah. We've got different jobs from one another, and a mess room is a very useful thing to have as a medical professional. There's just no doubt about it. I can't yeah. remember the last time when a mess room is a decent place where you can access it that it's not been a useful place to be. 
for doctors in general. It speaks to that other argument. There was kind of a week or two ago about turning patients over or helping moving patients with the healthcare assistant. I think the problem is that there are definitions within our roles. It doesn't mean that you can't do things from outside your roles, but the problem is that, and I think we probably, I think people would be much more inclined to be more helpful if, for example, there weren't so many other tasks that would be left unfilled if you didn't do mm. those. So mm. you probably could go and make coffee for everyone on the ward, and it'd be love. It would be lovely. You'd have you know so much, so many opportunities for balance and stuff. But at the same time, you'd have patients you'd need to have seen and stuff. There's who'd be filling the gap in for you. I think that my point is that yeah, okay, but it's not all about be saying thinking you're too good for things. Of course, there may be people who might think that way, but there mm. there are things, there are expectations from the role that need to be fulfilled first, and there are lots of them in case you ever noticed. Mm. And so it's not always a case of whether you can, it's whether you should. And often there's other things that you should be doing. There was was a really, so even though I'm like saying that there are some responses to the fact that the person has an MBE and so talking about how, and they were like, I'm like, I'm, uh, I got my MBE for being inclusive and then dropping in that they got an MBE is like some kind of flex. Oh yeah, fine. You got it from like racist royal family. Good one. But my fa- one of my favorite replies is from Thomas Jakes. He goes, it's always an option to refrain from comment when you don't really get an issue. Elitism in particular mm. is a lazy criticism leveled at doctors for any kind of sticking up for themselves. Rest areas are also not zero sum. A doctor's mess isn't the bloody steward's enclosure. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hope it's, it's true. That went on for days, didn't it? That whole yeah, thing really just went on and on. But yeah, not, nothing was learned. But you know what? People started editing the Wikipedia page. I don't know if it's oh true. yes. Did you see that? It absolutely killed me. Oh, it's just like. <laughs> I do not condone. No, exactly. I was a bit like, there's another level of trolling here yeah. that's going on. Like you've actually gone to the uh, Wikipedia page and started to edit the Wikipedia page according to what you want to do. It's just, wow, yeah. you lot, honestly. Sometimes you just stop. It's, it's too much, <laughs> isn't it? I've got yeah. to say, though, there are some like anonymous, possibly junior doctor accounts out there that are just plain. Yeah. So, so I'm like, whoa, like what is going on what are you saying like in that thread and these people coming mm. like kind of doctor a bunch of numbers thing and just being mm. horrible and i remember like saying to once okay like you may have a point within there but being mean just nobody's really going to pay any attention to you and they were like why would anyone pay attention to anything that anyone says ever and i was like mm. that's that's quite actually quite a deep philosophical thing to say why am I arguing with someone with two followers and a bunch of numbers at the end of their thing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. So true. I'll leave you to it's it. So true. There was, speaking of the junior doctors, there was, I think, what, have they started the new jobs this week or something? Because a whole load of tips and new doctors came out. Oh, yeah. And I think okay. someone tweeted, your top tips first should be respect your radiographic technologist colleagues and yeah. acknowledge their knowledge and expertise. And again, it's another one of these, you doctors are so big headed, you don't listen to anyone else. I just feel like we all get, t- you know, painted with the same brush. Which yeah. is uh, it's such a funny thing to say, isn't happening. it? Imagine mm. like you start your job and they'd be like, "Don't forget to w- brush your teeth in the morning." It just seems so like random, as if why are they going to forget to? Don't forget to not be an asshole because you might not make friends. Like, okay, <laughs> so that's basically what they're saying, isn't it? Like, yeah, what? I don't yeah. know what a useless bit of advice. Don't forget to not punch someone in the face. Okay, cool. Like, it just <laughs> what is that? What is that comment adding? Unless, of course, that person does feel that they have to remind themselves and that's some advice they found very helpful, in which case they've just told on themselves, associate professor person. 
Yes, that is true. Yeah, talking about new doctors, they're probably going to be hit with a few fees and stuff, aren't they? I remember like the first few times you get the GMC fees and all that, it starts to be like, oh God, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money to be thrown around. And uh, someone tweeted out the Royal College of Physicians talking about why trainees are expected to fund hundreds of pounds to access e-portfolios to progress, except the whole thing is ridiculous, isn't it? Like yeah, it is. you can't work without these things, but you're expected to pay for it from your own pocket. I, it just, there's no, I don't, I can't think of many industries where that's like that. Definitely in the city where Robbie used to work, the company used to cover it all because the company covering it used to mean that you'd be able to work for them. And actually from a radiologist's point of view, if I were to decide to go full-time teleradiology and start to actually be, have my assessment, everything done by the teleradiology company, right. they would cover all my fees, GMC fees, all my indemnity and all that kind of thing. Oh, Genuinely, wow. it's completely true. I've looked into this because I was, uh, they were actually offering a job and I looked into it and I thought, actually, maybe not. But the point is like, they were willing to pay for it all. And it just goes to show you like, okay, I know we, uh, corporations and all that stuff, but sometimes things are just better or they just do things better. If they do look after you on some level, of course they could throw under the bus if they had to, but yeah. at least they cover the cost, mate. So you it's can true. do the work that they need but you do you to see, do. That makes sense. Some of the replies, yeah. some of the replies from the Royal mate, College of Physicians it's like, yeah. Yeah. hi, Jamie, we know <laughs> trainees are being hit hard by the cost of living crisis and we are working hard to keep our costs as low as possible, but they are mm. rising and unfortunately we can't avoid this first increase in nine years. Wow, thank you so much for not increasing the already prices that are extortionate nine years are still horrendous now, mate. And uh, they provide a little link that says like how we support your training and I was reading it oh, and it's, it's two whole pages <laughs> two whole pages so you think oh there's gonna be a lot of reasons in there because there's two pages on it and oh yeah the font's not humongous so words and I tried to condense down like what they were what they did still exactly what is it exactly let's get to the bare bones of it and Okay, mm -hmm. so it pays for ePortfolio and probably the obvious maintenance of a website. And it is quite quick to use, although I'd argue it's not terribly intuitive. Like some of the headings and stuff and whatever are just found in really random places. And then they're like processes applications. Processes applications. What? They're doing, they're like PayPal of like training. And it says we provide <laughs> external assessors. So how much they, I don't think, that, so someone was saying that they were an ex external assessor for some exams and they got paid like, not much at all and then you get just... paid i thought it's an honor and then you get paid you might get travel costs and Little hotel and that kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah I mean, something much. like that it's not much no it's basically just rubbish it's just mealy mealy mouthed like they put two pages in there so that people will be like oh okay oh, no, they do that. a lot yeah they do a lot for you yeah i wish we didn't have these things i wish we didn't have to pay for this stuff i don't see the point of these things even existing half the time uh, especially with the hoops that make you run through to be part of the whole thing it's just absolutely ridiculous what a um, hustle there what a hustle. it is a hustle yeah yeah and that's true through i don't like to knock people's hustles there was another hustle that came up did you see a surgical team at beep hospital mm -hmm. has breakfast by provided every Friday morning by the F1s. Each F1 would have to take turns paying for and bringing in this selection of food for the fellow F1s, but also the F2s, registrars and the consultants. Wow. One girl brought in cooked sausages, then heated up again to get them warm in the staff room and bottle of ketchup, brown sauce, etc, etc. People could make themselves hot sausage, baps, 10 out of 10 for effort, unless they're not halal. Uh, anyway, the rest <laughs> of us uh, just bought lots of croissants, fruit juice from M&S. <sighs> 
Wow. Isn't, I mean, someone was saying somewhere that they... So that was in response to another tweet that was thinking about how in my first F1 job, the, tre- the team was like, we have a meeting with Cake every week. We're so friendly, but actually only the juniors were expected to provide. And my non-baking colleague got the silent treatment for a shop-bought cake. So not only <laughs> did you had to bake it yourself. Wow. It's just so ridiculous, isn't it? How exploitative of the junior doctors to do that. So weird. Yeah, that's just, yeah, I don't, and it also, someone's going to take it too far, isn't it? We're, you're medics. We're, we've been living and working with medics for years. You've been with them in medical school. There's always someone that kind of, I don't know, wants to be the gold star. Yeah. And someone's going to take it too far and bring in some Michelin star meal and just make everyone else look bad. That's pretty much what yeah. happened. But, but the, yeah. Doesn't it get on. you like these, this kind of like team of surgeons, like how like the consultant will like turn up and like snafu on this cake that some F1s kind of been up all night for and then turned up at four in the morning to get the blood folder ready. <laughs> and it's like eating it away, not have a sh- the shred of insight, the sh- like the teeniest, tiniest sliver of insight to be like, Jesus, isn't this kid is getting paid like a quarter of what I'm getting paid, perhaps less. Maybe, yeah, less than and that. Yeah, less exactly. Than that. Yeah. And they've provided me this food that I'm like gorging on disgusting mm. makes me, so reading that just makes you feel so angry as if the, Mate, i remember was... post on call you've been we used to have to be up for 16 hours so start at 5 p.m and then finish at 9 a.m the next morning and then you'd be knackered after looking at all these ct scans i know it doesn't sound like all that much but it was pretty knackering and then eyes are stinging and then the consultant used to walk in with like their coffee that coffee filter thing <laughs> And yeah. they used to plunge it next to me and all this wafting coffees to fly my way. And I'd be <laughs> like, yes, bro, here's some coffee. And he didn't share it. Not once. <laughs> just drank it in front of me. And I think, you absolute. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. I've been up all night. And then they just point out your mistakes. And he's like, it's all right yeah. for you, mate. You've slept. You've come in with a, a nice lot of coffee, which smells amazing, by the way. And now you're just pointing out every little tiny thing mm. that doesn't matter. We both know it doesn't matter. But oh, radiologists, man, annoying bunch of yeah. people. That yeah, kind of really leads on, on quite nicely mm. to another thing was where there's a tweet from Dr. Catherine Young. He says, the most da- damaging phrase in our language is we've always done it this way. That's from Grace Hopper, mm. ma- uh, American computer scientist in the United States, Navy Rear Admiral. So I feel like there are these people who just embark on they just continue this kind of crappy exploitative tradition just because it's been mm. there for some time. And people just stop thinking and forget about like the human beings and stuff behind it. And of course, that kind of phrase is really sums up a lot of stuff to do with working in a hospital. There's so many weird things that people do and they're like, oh, that's just how we do it here. Like, oh, oh mate, I told you what happened to me last Friday. I couldn't get into my office or anywhere <laughs> with my ID. So then I went to the ID office and was like, all right, guys, a bit of an issue. My ID does not work. And then I... Yeah, a few people have had that problem. Okay, cool, man. That's great. We can sort the sound. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so here's my card. And they're like, yeah, the person who would be able to sort that out is not here today. Like, okay, there must be someone else. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. There's one person. <laughs> there's one person that can fix IDs. And there's one person who's not here today. Is that what you're saying? It's like, yeah. Wow. There is just literally no contingency. Literally no. the, yeah, computer says no. Computer says no. Sorry, I can't help you. Computer says no. Yeah, I got a tweet that actually did go a bit. Did you see that one? Uh, which radiology, was about radiology. Yeah, yeah. Someone oh, yeah, is taking a dig at radiology. Yeah. Tell us um, about it. Yeah, it's a standard thing, isn't it? I think it's just a situation with most things. Like people don't un- appreciate the complexity of what each other do. And they'll be like, I could do what you do. And I get that a lot, actually, from especially orthopods, believe it or not. They always feel like they they, they can do better, which is fine. I, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me too much. But this person was like, in 10 years, radiologists won't exist anymore because all the other subspecialties will be able to read their own scans. And normally I don't care, 
But because I'm quite an advocate for radiology and I think everyone should do radiology, I thought, no, mate, I'm not letting you say that it's, there's going to be no job in 10 years because other people can read the scans. It's just a ridiculous thing to say. So I, I did explain like, how this is silly. And I've said this in a previous podcast where the respiratory consultant may have a look and they may be very good at looking at the lungs until they see something wrong in the liver and then they'll pass it on to the gastroenterologist who say, oh, yeah, the liver looks fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, but something in the kidney. And I'll go on to the urologist be like, oh, everything's okay. I think we can say okay to the scan. Can you imagine how long it would take to go around? And on top of that, they probably would miss the big bone tumor. That was the point. And that's why it's so important to have expertise in specific areas. And I think this is why it's important for radiologists in general to be generalists on some level. And so I'm, I'm also one of these people who think that it's a shame when radiologists insist that they can only report one specific sequence or one specific scan because of so hyper-specialized, because we've been trained in everything and should have some opinion or ability to look beyond, I don't know, the prostate. But uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> okay. that per- yeah, anyway, this person this did actually reply. I don't know if you saw saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're. Well, he. I don't know whether they were joking or taking the mic, but they were said this tweet has actually made me think. Actually, you've got a point, but I don't know whether they were being sarcastic by saying that. So I was like, I'm not hanging on you. I'm just hating on the sentiment. So let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of sentiments, yeah. there was a, mm. so there was a tweet from Bex Cranfield, our emergency med doctor, and it was it was a it was an email from a staffing manager, and it says. Dear Blah, I thank you for your support in working additional <laughs> hours to support Blank. It's disappointing to read that is only based on your financial gain and not demonstrating the trust's values or considering how public monies are spent. Regards, staffing manager. This is regards at the end, so you know that this person mm. wants... Angry. That relates quite nicely to the other tweet you put in at the last minute. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. How to respond to this shit. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Because the implication there is that you should be working, f- working for, for free. Just, just yeah, give yeah, up. Exactly. You're working in this apartment for six months, maybe a year, maybe two years. But that's you should be able to lay your body down on the line and just say, mm. "Allow it, family. I can't see you. There are rotor gaps to be filled." <laughs> fam. Allow it, famalam. <laughs> yeah, I've got. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just so crazy. But the nice thing is that yeah. So Nitin Aurora, he did a he tweeted the responses that are available. From the, B- from the BMA and they basically have like mm. nice example it goes below are some responses you may hear from your employers when negotiating for non-contractual work and, uh, and answers you may want to consider I think one of my favorite ones actually kind of references your point before where you were talking about a financial crisis so it is not fair that the public sector is expected to pay for every financial crisis when others in the economy do not we cannot expect NHS staff to subsidize the service with their own pay and people saying stuff along the lines of, oh, one I've seen a few times, is it's not professional. It's a phone haggle. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw yeah. a consultant say that to a colleague. And they've said, what I do outside my contract is a personal choice and plenty of other professionals decline extra work if the remuneration is not appropriate. There's loads of really good answers there on the BMA website. To but the out. fact that you even have to justify it. This is, That's this, so true. I know this is going to sound silly. I know this is going to sound really silly. I, I'm, maybe we have to cut this out. I don't know. For years, people used to really gun down Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. because everyone would be like, oh, he's money Mayweather. All he wants is money. And he, he, was, he would be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not getting into the ring to get punched in the face unless there's money on the table. I'm sorry, but I'm yeah, not interested. Sure. And even now, when he comes back, He's like, I'm only interested in money. I don't care about anything else. If you guys are going to pay me to do an exhibition fight with someone that's a nobody, i.e. YouTuber, and you pay me for it, I'll turn up and do it. I don't care about legacy. He's pretty much saying, I don't care about legacy. If you're going to pay me, I'm there. I'm a prize fighter. And I know I, for a long time, I used to find that a little bit uncomfortable. But now I feel like I, on some yeah. level, I get what he's saying. Because 
as soon as you go into the realms of like honor, leaving a legacy behind and you're doing it for the great good and all these kind of things, you're pretty much saying you've got excuses to work for free. That's what you're telling people when you say stuff like that. Like when you're doing it, you're not like that, like, like that lady, the TikTok lady. I'm not a doctor for the money. I'm a doctor for the people. So now you've made an excuse for not to get paid. You, you, but that's what you've done. You've given yourself an excuse and being in a senior position that you are, you've also given, you've made it seem like everyone else who doesn't want to say that is a bad person. And I think people might not like you for it. And I know that people have said it to me in the past, because especially since becoming a consultant, I find myself having to always ask myself, am I going to get time or money back for this? Because if I'm not going to get one of those two things, I'm absolutely not interested. And I've I made that very clear. And I know that can be unpopular. And I know that some people might not like me saying that, but at least it's clear and people know where I'm coming from. And it also means that I do value my time and it's not going for free. And I really want everyone out there to value your time because without getting too philosophical, you're only on this planet for so long, yeah? Why give it away for free? At least watch Stranger Things or something. Enjoy <laughs> yourself if you're going to give, if you're going to give your time away for free. Don't give it away for free. If you're going to say stuff like, oh, I enjoy my job, I don't mind, you better really enjoy your job, right? You better enjoy your job more than seeing your family or friends, watching Stranger Things, watching Better Call Saul. If you enjoy it that much, then by all means, you carry on and go ahead and give your time away for free. But if on the off chance you enjoy something else, go do that for free. Doing this job should not be done for free. And we are all worth far more than what they're saying you're worth. Even with this pay restoration, have you actually calculated how much it would go up by? We should be getting more than that. I just think that we'll, I don't know, people don't like me saying this, but I do feel doctors, nurses, medical professionals, all these people who are working to help the, the wider community, the byproduct of doing the job that you do is so important. It's worth far more than 30%. And we're being very nice for asking for 30% and 30% yeah, alone, personally. Yeah, vote for Laska. Vote for Laska. Oh Laska. yeah, that's it. I'm going for president. <laughs> oh, I'm going for prime minister. Yeah, as you said earlier today. Yeah, let's move on. I think you. I totally agree. Totally agree. You're right. So moving on to a tweet that I saw, I thought was inspirational. So it's from mm-hmm. at Jagdanda one. So the mm-hmm. Punjabi boy with parents that don't speak English makes it to the wall at the Royal College awesome. of Surgeons England. Where what's the next adventure? And I just looked at the photo, and it's interesting because yeah. I was like, oh, where is he? Where is he? But he's at, he's there in the corner, isn't he? spot him because he's no mate up. this is no where's wally it's very easy to, <laughs> it's very easy to, to spot the guy where um, is he oh my gosh there he is yeah i was going to comment but then i thought i don't want to take away from what clearly is quite an achievement okay. good for you man you've all power to you and the comments that we may have about this has got nothing to do with you it's a comment yeah. about the wider ongoing issue that the person that has been so proud that they are part of this picture of the Royal College of Surgeons is the only brown person in the picture amongst a sea of, how many is that, 20, 30 people? Yeah, it's it just, uh, this is the, this kind of brings us onto the topic that I did want to bring up, do you, don't you think? We've got mm. maybe 15 minutes. Do you think we should go into this? I feel like this could be one of the more, so obviously through Sha and I, we speak a lot of breeze a lot of the time. Yeah. And of questionable, questionable benefit to people. Mm. But I do think that what we're about to talk about is something that may be a benefit to someone out there. And I guess I'm mainly talking to the non-racist people. When I say <laughs> when, you know, the ones who say I'm not racist. I'm not racist. Okay, fine. You're not racist. That's great. But basically, let's go back and double. A few weeks ago, we had a guest come on and it was Nav, the radiologist page, a very good friend of ours. And he, during the episode, did an accent of his own father and it was a Asian subcontinent accent. And we started to get a message from a long-term listener saying that I don't appreciate the fact that you let your guest do an Indian accent. And uh, we're a bit baffled by it because I didn't feel offended by it at the time. And Nav being a person of Asian subcontinent, doing an accent of his own dad, 
didn't seem that bad to me. But the person was quite irate about it. And needless to say, they were of a lighter complexion themselves. And so we tried to politely explain that when you are, I'm just going to say, if you're white, that you are punching down, whether you realize it or not, you're always going to be punching down, especially if you do an accent. So I would highly refrain from doing that. And they replied, no, I don't think it's acceptable. I think everyone, if we're going to put one rule, it should be a rule for everyone and no one should be able to put an accent on. And then they swiftly unfollowed us both, unfollowed the podcast, said they're never going to listen to us again. So I'm pretty sure that this won't go any further than that. They're not going to hear. And if you hear, great, welcome back. I'm talking about you. So the reason why I am bringing this up is because things are going well. Don't you think, like, Tarusha, things are going going well for you. Things are going well for me. I'm pretty happy, very secure in things. And I can't think of many things I'm unhappy with at the moment. And long may it continue. And I appreciate it with wholeheartedly. And uh, I had a bit of an issue with my car. And I had to get it fixed somewhere. And I had to go get it. I was walking along lovely sunny day fairly good mood about the whole thing and then i went to get my car and someone rolled down the window and called me a packy and i'm sorry if that's triggered anyone and makes you feel uncomfortable but imagine how i felt so i was walking along and when i heard that i almost stopped in my tracks and i suddenly had that sinking feeling that oh yeah i'm brown i forgot about that and immediately i started to almost argue with him in my head that you know what i may be brown but while well, i'm a consultant and i contribute to society i was just i was just thinking like these things i was trying to justify my existence and then as i was walking along i suddenly thought why am i having to justify my existence again in my life i'm having to justify that i've had to do i feel i've had to tell myself that i belong in this country because i've done all this stuff what happens if i didn't do all those things and i started thinking about my father who ran that restaurant he used to get a lot of abuse what would he have answered? Like, I run a restaurant and you can, you guys can call me whatever you want. I, I, and I felt like at least I had some sort of standing in the world that I felt a bit confident. But then I started feeling really bad for him. And I saw him over the weekend and I brought it up. And he, and you should have seen his face. He looked really sad. Hmm. And I felt sad that I should have, I probably thought, shouldn't have mentioned it because I thought, you know what, Dad, you probably worked really hard and put me through all of this, Thank hoping you. that I'd never have to face this. Yeah. And Did now we're back here again, aren't we? No, he just kept quiet. You just you could just see in his face like, great. And this is the point, isn't it? If you've never been in that situation where you're walking along the road trying to mind your own business, I get your own car because it got a flat tire and you've never suddenly been called a certain word to which completely strips you of all the identities that you have, husband, father, friend, doctor, all these things are just stripped and you're just now the color of your skin. Hmm. I can't think of anything more dehumanizing and how humiliated I felt when that happened. Yeah. So when someone, this person, when it made me remember the guy who was having a go at us about the accent, it's like you don't understand the privilege that you have. Yeah, that absolutely. There will be no situation and no part of the world almost that you can go in where someone won't make you feel welcome. Very unlikely. They'll even welcome you in if you're a certain complexion over me. Mm. And it's this kind of thing that you wish people just understand yeah, that absolutely. we're not on the same playing field. We're not. It's impossible. Essentially, that yeah. the person f- feels like that the implication I got from the messages that they sent, which is, oh, there should be one rule for all, is because they feel curtailed. Obviously, there are things that they wanted to say. And so in some ways, mm. I wanted to be like, OK, mate, do it. Use, say the pe- say it. You can call me that if you want. Use the accent. But we'll call you out on it because that's the issue. You're not supposed to really say it because it is it's belittling another person. It's mm. like how you can make jokes. Like I would make jokes about my parents doing, saying something silly. But if someone else said that about my parents, I'd feel rather upset because they're my parents. Like it's your, your, it's your, your shared experience and you're talking about it freely in a way that there is some enduring infection. But from the outside, I don't think it's simply, I don't think it's quite un, quite as understandable, particularly if you don't have that. And I just, the, the fact that, as you say, I remember when that person said that at the time, 
being rather confused because how do you if that person can't see that there's an obvious fundamental difference as you say like that person could walk down the street they don't have to have their kind of their existence questioned in any way what insults are there for white people anyway okay Mm. like it just seems Mm. And yeah, you're right. It was really hurtful. And I think we started talking about it, didn't we? After there's this TikTok video and it was this yeah, Indian yeah. girl. And she was talking about how sometimes she'd be in a bar. She said it happened a few times recently. And then she'd be in the presence of some white guys and they wouldn't be talking directly about her. But then they'd start talking about whether or not they're attracted to brown girls. And she said that what that just shows is and she'd she'd often challenge them on it and they'd be like oh you're overreacting you're we can't say anything all this kind of stuff and it's what you've essentially done is you've shown that you can't that's the fact that you can never date a brown girl for example one of the things that she heard them say is that Mm. you can't see beyond the the color of her skin and the fact that she's a person that there may be aspects of her personality that you find literally that's all you're basing her value upon is that and uh, I think it speaks to that, isn't it? Just not being able to really understand that there is a different type of existence for people of colour. But she was so sweet in the way that she was yeah. talking. But she was like, look, I understand that I don't conform to the beauty standards. She was in New Zealand. So I don't conform to the beauty standards of New Zealand. But I'm asking white people to be careful about the things that they say because you have no idea the implications that can have. And the girl was crying. I might even share the video because I do think it's quite important. I might do that later today. But I just felt, I think most of us have been there haven't we? Like when, when you saw that, and I've talked about this before, even in placements where I was doing a GP placement, the GP was sitting in the corner doing the assessment of me. We did the consultation, patient left, and, and then the guy sat next to me and said, and I said, okay, let's talk about the consultation. I said, yeah, go for it. And then he goes, yeah, you got a really good accent. And he's like, me, <laughs> but what about the actual ideas, concerns, the management plan? No, he wants to talk about my accent. He goes, man, you've got a really good accent, a really good accent. I think you're going to, I think that's really good. It's really good positive. So I'm just born, I'm not born with the accent, but I've always had the accent. That's not something I learned. I don't, I'm not putting the accent on. It's not as though I've gone to a voice coach to get rid of an accent that I had before. This is the way I talk. And if you're saying that's the only thing that you can take from the consultation, that says quite a lot about you, doesn't it? But I've got to take that on the chin now, don't I? Because you're the GP who's given my assessment. If I say anything, you're going to call me, say that I take it too seriously. So I feel like I've been gone on a rant this week. There's a few things to rant about. But that I'm just saying, look, I don't normally talk about things that upset me too much, but that upset me. And yeah, I no. just felt as though I went to a conference this week and a few people did come up to me and said they listened to the podcast, which is quite nice. Ah, but it did nice. make, yeah, it was nice. But then I also thought, well, if I've got a podcast that people listen to, then maybe... I should talk about some of this stuff on the off chance there may be someone who says they're not racist, who's got no racist bone in the body, (laughs) but don't understand this fundamental thing. And I just want you to know that this happens to people and you need to know that. And it it really is upsetting. Even after the years, I'm 38, 39 and all this stuff to feel like you don't belong after everything that we've all gone through. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. It's so awful because essentially feeling like you have to justify our existence would be obviously... Yeah, mate. I told you, Thrusha, though, like I got to my car, I put Good Life On by Kanye West, <laughs> put it very loud, and yeah. I drove off at yeah. speed. Yeah, fair enough. Pretty good after that. Yeah, so yeah, fair enough. Sometimes that's the best <laughs> fuck you, isn't it? Just to live well. Yeah, exactly. Place. Watch me go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy this. Fair enough. Moving on, I think mm. another slightly, a bit of a downer topic, but an important one. There's an important question. Oh, I hope there's some more replies to it. So Laura was saying, so at L to the, 
J to the P. Burnout has reached epic <laughs> proportions today, Med Twitter. Can anyone who has been through burnout and managed to get through it, could you share any pearls of wisdom or tips that I can cling to? Keep me going whilst I figure out what to do with myself. And there are a few nice ones. So James Van Gill says, some time off, don't feel guilty about it. Reducing your workload when you get back, slowly building back up. Better to go slow and to get there. Someone said, I had burnout. So Juliet Tree said, I had burnout with what can only be described as a mental breakdown last year. Oh dear. I was off work for three months, taking a break is key. I am back and coping better. I took up Lego, which helped me keep my mind busy. And just remember to be kind nice. to yourself. Happy to chat if you ever need. That's nice. Yeah. Have you ever needed a break, Drusha? I feel like you've just gone on and on. I mean, you've never really taken a break, no? Yeah. I'm having a break next week. We're going to Disneyland next week. I could do with one. Oh, yeah. I yeah, had some yeah. rough on calls, actually. And I think they probably were average on calls, but average on calls are now busy. And so it's still bad. And mm. there was one point where... There are a few people who are like, oh, we'll get you cups of tea. We'll get you cups of tea. And I was like, wanting to say, it's not the cups of tea that's the problem. I just, the, I just <laughs> want all this to stop. This is so awful. Mm. But yeah, definitely do. I do think that having people, I'm lucky because I have a lot of people like yourself in my life who I can be, I can complain very specifically about whatever and give whatever detail and you'd be like, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. And yeah. you just need someone to just be like, yeah, that is, you're not being, you're not being unreasonable by being upset by that. This is what, and you just need people to validate those kind of awful feelings that you get sometimes from shifts. Yeah, it's true, man. Those on calls aren't easy, especially the ones that you do, mate. Honestly, it's difficult. But I think one of the things that's hard to really do is ident- identify when you are burnt out, when you are tired, when you have had enough. And I think that I, there was a point when my father was very sick. I was flunking the exams. I think we just had a new kid and my seniors were being very supportive of me. And you could tell they were making a few moves, let's say, like making a few moves to make things difficult for me. And right. that's what they did. And I'll go into that another day. But um, I remember we, I was sitting in the office and I had my TPD and my education supervisor. And they said, is there anything, they said to me, is there anything you'd like to tell us, Imran? And I, I literally, I must have just for a second opened myself up and I said, I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing, and I told them the list, I'm doing this. And you know what they, they went? Yeah. Anyway, and they started complaining oh, about it. So, all right, wow. fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think even though I'd finally vocalized it, I never really took it seriously enough. And I think if I could go back, I would say, Imran, take a sabbatical, take a year out, get out of there, take some time out. And But I think I was in too much of a rush. I wanted to get to the end as soon as possible. To my, at my own detriment that I was just going at 100 miles per hour and I just wanted to get to the end and I don't think that was a good thing so I do think that if anyone is going through something like that I do think that you should think about taking some time out because it, it can do you wonders and I wasn't forced to take some time out in the end which I will go through another day but it's actually pretty beneficial I had three four months away from everything and yeah it did make you think about things and reprioritize stuff and realize what you find important and even to this day like I told you before, the two things I always ask myself is the time and money coming back from what I'm about to do. Some of that came from that time when I realized that I've got this kid and I've got what I feel to be a, a wonderful wife and, and life and I'm not really enjoying it. Like, why is that? Mm. And that's when I thought that from now on, I need to be a little bit more selfish with my time and what I get up to. And uh, yeah, I think I haven't really looked back and I employ everyone else to do the same. Yeah, fair enough. I think yeah. so we should probably plug there's NHS practitioner help a health mm. that RC, the kind of parody GP account put in. And so that's for NHS practitioner health treatment for NHS staff with mental or like addiction issues. So it's England wide. Telephone number is 0300 And there's also, so it's 24-7 and you can text NHSPH to 85258 and follow them on Twitter. 
Can we put maybe a link mm. at the bottom? Thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll try and remember to do that. And generally, these I used to think I don't want any of this stuff. I don't want anyone to go in my head. But I've said this before. I, I referred myself and I got CBT and it was one of the best things I ever did. Genuinely one mm. of the best things I ever did. Do not be afraid to take help when you need help because... I don't think any of us are really meant to get through this alone. Not properly yeah. alone, anyway. Yeah, should we have something fun? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a, a fun one. There's a festival. Mm. Do you want to do a festival? Yes, yes. Festival, uh, yeah. Where is that one? So That's it's at the bottom there. of the social media thing. Festival. Okay, so our festival dose this week. I probably should do... We should just do a festival episode, shouldn't we? Okay, so festival says, My dad has appeared on several episodes of the BBC Question Time. I see people on Twitter accusing him of being a Tory plant all the time, but he just loves politics and is slightly racist, grumpy old man. <laughs> Can you imagine what that must be like to be like, oh, here we go, his dad again. I, I think... <laughs> he's real oh my god but you know what i was going to send you something through there was right. an interview with sean connery from years ago oh, I, god, I don't know if you've ever seen it have you seen this one Do you know what about i'm about to talk about, about slapping women yeah so awful yes. yeah i was shocked because like when you think sean connery's like oh yeah he's so cool man such a nice guy and all this stuff wanker, and then when he saw it? the interview it's like man hang on like, he's not even a, a young man saying silly things. This is fully grown adult, quite far along in life, basically justifying beating beating women, isn't it? Yeah. And it was very straight-faced. And, and, and even if he was saying it as a joke, those aren't jokes that you make. But he was yeah. just going on and on. I was shocked. I was shocked. Isn't it so disappointing that, that these people... About it. If you just, I always find that there is something on everyone. that you, The only people who have not been tarnished by it so far is Tom Hanks. Um, I think I'm struggling mm. to think of anyone else. It's just uh, it's tough, isn't it? Denzel Washington, I think he's done okay so far. But like just, yeah. everyone else, have just got. But you have to remember that these are media machines on their own. They're not yeah. just one individual. They've got yeah. teams behind them keeping track yeah. of every little thing that they're doing and yeah. Yeah, cleaning things up and hiding things and stuff like that. Read out this other festival one. Up. Yeah, all right yeah let's find it it's not another swear word is it because get... it's not swearing okay okay so we've got another fessel which Thrusha would really like me to read out <laughs> okay here we go whenever i clean the bathroom and or kitchen and polish the taps i imagine i'm wanking off a robot <laughs> <laughs> you know what i know this is gonna be first this is gonna be one of the first world things yeah <laughs> i do think i've got the i recently bought a coffee machine i've got the milk frother when i clean that it does make me it does cross my mind. It does. But I could be, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> Why am I thinking? And exactly. And then the milk is like dripping out and it's, yeah. And it's self-cleaning as well. So when you put it down, it does these three spurts oh, of steam. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody's complaining. You oh, don't yeah. hear that milk. They complaining. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Habs mind. So, maybe that's what yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Other kind of lighthearted threads that people might want to check out. There was something on Junior Doctors UK where someone was talking about the types of chat that you get from boomer consultants who talk about, oh, you don't know how good you got it. We have to do, we had to do 48 hour on calls. It's like, and I remember seeing Ben Besco once being like, yeah, mate, but you had to prescribe bed rest for an MI and aspirin. Yeah, it's so true. Sure. Like when you had this old school consultant radiologist, you'd be like, oh, what's so hard about the on calls? Yeah, because you had one like scan in the country. Yeah. yeah. And they used to churn out like one scan every few days. It used to be like... <laughs> and all the pixels used to pop up and oh it's a bleed <laughs> but uh, it's just completely different existence isn't it and they just lose touch yeah. with everything uh, after a while yeah right, so there's um, a really good thread where it's like taking the mickey out of people like that saying mm. oh we have to count the red cells in each blood bottle and all that kind of silly stuff which is 
fun. Oh, and there was a tweet I wanted to mention from Law Evans, a former guest. Oh, yeah. She says, yes, stirring yes. the pot take. The reason volunteering is desirable for med school entry is because the NHS wants to know you're willing to work for free. Yeah. Very wise. wise. But I've talked about this, haven't I, before, about like medical school interviews. Like I, I saw a TikTok again, and this was really funny because a guy was talking about how he turns up to Tesco's. He wants to work at Tesco's. And Tesco's okay. will say something like, why do you want to work at Tesco's? And he's, and he's like, because I need the money. Why else would anyone want to work at Tesco? I didn't dream of stacking shelves my entire life. I need the money. Just give me the money. And you almost feel like it was really sure. funny. And I just thought, you know what? Like, why can't yeah. we have honest interviews? Just be real. Come in, come yeah. to the interview. And I would actually appreciate someone telling me exactly what they want, why they're here. If they want to believe the other for family reasons, go ahead, knock yourself out, etc. I don't need to listen to all the stuff that, because you've had it, haven't you? Like I said before, we had lo- I've had lots of medical students, um, prospective medical students come uh, through and I always ask them, why do you want to do it? And they always come out with the same two or three answers or invariably until you push and then you start to really understand what they're, and even when you finally understand what they're about, they don't know what they're about. And even when you ask them, you know what, it sounds like that's not what's going on here. And they're like, no, it's all right. I'm not in the med school. You don't have to lie to me, but all right, carry on then. Anyway, yeah, I wish we could just be more honest about about why we want to do things like this. And that's just another classic. Because how much of it, how many of us do a lot of volunteer work afterwards once you're in? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, exactly. How much did you do? I didn't do any. Yeah, there you go. It's just good to show what you did it, really did it for. Yeah, anyway. Fine. Okay. Oh, there is another topic. One other thing, a quite cool video posted by Nikki at Teeny Alien. Cool name. And it is of medical professional got a stethoscope on there doctor i hope he's not a doctor anyway and their tiktok is about it goes lost a patient today and then they're doing this whole thing where they're like leaning against oh, the wall wow. fl- yeah, flexing yeah. and just oh lost a patient today shake it off you have five more hours to go and oh, it's so cringe mate um, yeah yeah can you imagine but i heard it's a trend it's a trend isn't it where they're trying i think what they're trying to do is highlight how big of an impact it is that when like medical professionals have to deal with big issues but it, it just seemed a bit like what's the word like uh, virtue signaling is that the word yeah that, that we use yeah. yeah it was just a bit like oh check me out i'm doing really important stuff and i'm really affected because it was cringe like someone had passed away and uh, you decide to get the camera on that's what's going on isn't it it's weird yeah yeah it, i think farbo did quite a good version of it didn't he what did he say someone stole his lunch and then oh no, like, I missed you know, it. Oh. oh, you missed it. Farbord did his own version of something about his lunch has gone missing and he was like really sad and looking down. And then someone actually tried to reply as if it was like a real thing and he was like, no, mate, I was. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one for Farbord. It was a good one. There's nothing wrong. Right. There's nothing worse than having. Well, there's plenty worse. But for the sake of my comment, there's nothing worse than someone taking your sarcastic joke at face value. There's nothing more deflating. Than that, <laughs> you have to explain. Yeah, joke yeah, not realizing. Yeah, not realizing it's a joke. Right. We've hit. We've hit time. We uh, had a fair few serious subjects, haven't we, this week? It's nice to be back. Yeah, hopefully I don't get voted out again. And, oh, um, but you're not yeah. actually here again next week. Neither of us are. It's uh, going on next week. It's, it's the agony aunts. Agony aunts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Disneyland. Week off. Again, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, through shit. Enjoy at Disneyland. And I hope you have a good time. And we'll, yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Have a great week and let's try not to be cancelled and let's be nice to each other. All right then. Bye. Bye.